You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to a member of that broadcast team, sideline analyst John Harris. And John's going to be kind enough to join us every Tuesday moving forward. Be sure to check out the great content the Texans are generating on their team channel here on TuneIn. John, thanks so much for taking the time. So since we spent a couple days together at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia covering those joint practices between the Texans and the Patriots. You know we try to dig deeper on this show. Let's put Deshaun Watson in context. How many franchise quarterbacks have the city of Houston ever have? I'm going to go old school. Dan Pastorini, Warren Moon on his way to the Hall of Fame with the Oilers. Who else do you want to put on that list? I don't think there's anybody else, Brian, you can't put on that list. Matt Schaub had a couple of good years and strung together a couple of Pro Bowl campaigns, but that's about where it stops. I mean, you talk about young rookie quarterbacks. You're talking about Pastorini, who came in 71. You're talking about Warren Moon, who was not a rookie, but he came in 83. And that's it. Other than that, this city has been dying for a quarterback. And there was so much excitement when Deshaun was drafted, but the team was very quick to say, look, Tom Savage is our starter, and that's that. And if Deshaun earns the job, then he earns the job. But he is our starter, Tom Savage is. And at some point, the way the offensive line played against Jacksonville, they just felt like this is the time we got to go with Deshaun because he can at least run away from the pressure a little bit, make something happen. And they haven't looked back, and they're not going to look back. And hopefully uh, this will be a situation where Deshaun is the quarterback here in Houston for a long time coming because if, he, if we get anything like we've gotten the last two, three weeks, uh, Houston's going to be set up for a good, long future here with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. And while that excitement is, is, is running throughout the city there in Houston when it comes to Deshaun Watson and finally having a quarterback that everyone can really be on board with, you end up losing two of your better defensive players on that side of the football in J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. Uh, give me your take on how tough is that going to be for this defense to really pick it up and, and, and pick up those pieces? Well, Cordell's going to be tough. I mean, I, there's, there's no other way to say it. It's two guys that are the heart of your defense that you can do so much with them. And I think part of the problem the other night against Kansas City, outside of the fact that Kansas City is completely the most explosive offense I think I've seen coming to NRT Stadium in a long time, there were a lot of scheme things that they had planned around Clowney, Merciless, and Watt in that game. And when those two went out of the game, they essentially became a team playing vanilla base for, the most, for most of the rest of the night because they put guys in there that were not accustomed to being in there. And they had to make sure that they just kept from getting killed. And so I think that was part of the thing. But what do they do now? I think now that they've got a week to prepare for Cleveland, then they got a bye week before Seattle, they've got some time to try and figure out. I think from a personnel standpoint, you can't replace them. You're going to find bodies to replace them, but can you find quality to replace them? No, not, not at that level. But I think what you're going to have to do is you're really going to have to move Jadeveon Clowney around the formation you're going to have to scheme things up to get him free because teams are now just going to double chip. They're going to do whatever possible to take Devion Clowney out of the mix. So from that standpoint, that the scheme is probably going to be the one thing where they end up getting to the quarterback. I hope because if if the scheme doesn't get him to the quarterback, I'm not sure personally which guy it's going to be, and that's going to end up being trouble because the secondary without AJ Boye, we've been without Kevin Johnson. That was tough because. You got Jonathan Joseph on the outside. He was dinged up a little bit in the game. It's 
tough with no pass rush. The secondary banged up. If you can scheme some things up up front, you get Kevin Johnson back, you might be okay. You can't replace those two guys, but you just try. got to try and live life without them. Look, the Giants are dealing with Odell Beckham Jr. I remember the Packers in 2010. They had to deal with a bunch of injuries. It's the way of life in the NFL. you got to deal with it and move on. John Harris, sideline analyst, Texans Radio Network, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. John, we know what DeAndre Hopkins has been doing, instant chemistry with Deshaun Watson, but what has the return of Will Fuller from his collarbone injury meant for this offense? Uh, I think it's it's indescribable what he's meant. I think it's just the ability, and Cordell could speak to this, how much a vertical threat can mean to everything in the offense. Those safeties have got to back up just a little bit, and that frees up the run game. They got to back up a little bit. That it, that opens up the intermediate passing game. So I think there is a lot that he means to this offense. And then beyond just being the threat of speed down the field is Will Fuller. He is a guy that's now being productive. He's making plays, whether it's catching it short and running with it, or it's going down the field. And I think the the touchdown catch he had the other day, going deep down the field, that kind of I think that will hopefully pop the top off what he can do. Because last year he got deep a couple times, but he didn't catch the ball. And I think that really eroded his confidence a little bit. Getting that deep one the other night, I hope that's a sign they will continue to throw the ball deep. And look, when you got a guy like Deshaun Watson versus what the Texans had last year throwing the ball deep down the field, you got a better opportunity because the ball is going to be where Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Bruce Ellington can go make a play on the ball. Last year the ball would go three or four yards out of bounds or five to ten yards over a receiver's head and you didn't have a chance to even make a play. This year, Deshaun's putting it in a spot where his receivers can go make a play. And with a guy like Will Fuller, all you got to do is throw to a spot, and he's going to go run and get it like he did the other night. It's His value is immeasurable at this point. We found it out uh, when he got back for the Tennessee game last week. How happy is DeAndre Hopkins right now? <laughs> well, look, he just signed a, a mega deal. He's getting paid uh, you know, as a top wide receiver in the league. He's getting his targets. He's getting his touchdowns. I mean, he is. And plus, he's catching the ball from a Clemson Tiger. I mean, he is absolutely thrilled right now in that he's getting, he's getting his targets and he's getting those things to happen offensively. But DeAndre is upset because the team hasn't won games it should have won. Look, the Texans should have won that game in New England. And I don't think they should have won the other night, but they had an opportunity to because of the way the offense was playing. So, He's frustrated because he knows this team should be at least 3-2. and two. It should be 4-1 and one, uh, if it had taken care of some business. But at this point, he's feeling good about what the offense is doing. And he knows, as the offense now knows, hey, look, if it ends up being a shootout, 38-35, we can win that kind of game. That was not a kind of game, Cordell, that this team could win in years past. It had to win 21-14 or 17-12. Now it can win a game 38-35. It just has to finish it and hopefully – They'll start against Cleveland this coming Sunday. Chatting with John Harris, sideline analyst, Texans Radio Network. Check out their outstanding content on the Texans team channel here on TuneIn. John, I know you're not the GM, but is there any optimism around the team? There can be some kind of compromise to get Dwayne Brown to end his holdout. He needs to play at least eight games to get credit for the season to reach free agency. So possibly is the trade the ultimate outcome? Brian, I think the trade is the ultimate outcome. I hope I'm wrong about that. I just feel like there's nothing's been nothing's been done i saw a tweet i think it was jake laser the other day and Dwayne's in studio in la as his team is getting ready to take on the kansas city chiefs and they're going to face justin houston i mean that's a night that Dwayne brown should live for and yet he's in la 
I, I think a trade is going to end up being the outcome. Now, to what team uh, the Seahawks make the most sense and the Texans could use uh, draft picks because they don't have a first or a second round pick this year uh, with the Brock Osweiler and Deshaun Watson deals. So I could see that being an outcome. And look, if he comes back, he ends up being a key piece on offensive line that has struggled. Even with Deshaun doing what he's done, they've struggled up front. He's Deshaun's faced a lot of pressure, but I just don't think that the outcome is going to be that he ends up playing for the Texans. I think he's going to end up playing somewhere else. I think that Rick Smith and the personnel staff will find a home for him. They'll find a deal to their liking, uh, I guess to everybody's liking. And then Dwayne will go on and he'll end up renegotiating a contract somewhere else. Seattle seems to make the most sense. I initially thought the Giants, but the Giants being 0-5 at this point, I don't know if it makes sense for them to make a deal. But I think ultimately the outcome, the outcome in my opinion, will probably end up being a trade. And I know a lot of people in Houston agree with me on that point. It's just gotten to a point right now where I don't think he's going to come back anytime soon or come back to play for the Texans. How happy is Bill O'Brien when it comes down to now knowing uh, that he has a quarterback that's in a mix where he may have a play dialed up a certain way and to be able to ad-lib on some plays, it's something that this team has never had. I mean, this and since it came into existence there in Houston with the Texans team, and to see you have a strong arm, smart kid, but most importantly, he's capable of moving out, moving out of the pocket to not run mostly, but try to get the ball downfield by finding a softer spot in the pocket. Well, I think when you're talking about Bill O'Brien, Cordell, he's never had a quarterback, be it at the, with the Patriots or with Penn State or even up till now. He's never had a quarterback to be able to do this. And so we talked to him on his coach's show on Monday, and when we started talking to him about the scheme and what he's able to do and how innovative that he can get week in and week out, they're doing things. I remember we saw him do things in New England, and I'm looking around going, wait a second. They've got Bruce Ellington going in orbit motion. They've got, they got zone read fakes. They're faking reverses. I mean, they're doing things to buy him some time. As a coach, you love that. I mean, you love that. You love to be innovative, and he's loving that. The one thing you have to caution yourself against is make sure it's not too much. The good thing is with Deshaun Watson, you have a gym rat. The guy does not leave the building. He is always on top of his football IQ is off the charts. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get frazzled. He's up front with Bill O'Brien. And that's the other thing, too, because Deshaun came from a scheme like Clemson's. He can say to Bill O'Brien, hey, coach, we did this. This was sort of our wrinkle, or we would do it this way. And Bill O'Brien, to his credit, is listening to his rookie quarterback and taking that in and incorporating that into the offense. So they're calling the colleges. They're calling other NFL coaches that have done similar things and they're picking their brain. So Bill O'Brien loves this because he wants to coach. He wants to call ball plays. I mean, that's what a coach ultimately wants. He wants to coach his ball plays, and now he's finding some really cool ways to run those things and merge what he did with the Patriots and that offense and what he's now learning to do with Deshaun is make it for a nice marriage, at least up to this point. John, thanks for the visit. Great information as always. Look forward to chatting with you every week moving forward here on the NFL on TuneIn. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.